Well, uh, it's been a rough week, um, and thank God for His grace. Um, God's grace is... Begins, always begins with a tragedy. And it ends as a beautiful story. That's God's grace. And that's why we need to be in God's grace. Amen. Walk in God's grace. Because you don't want to start out as a tragedy and end as a tragedy. Nobody, nobody can ever say, God has let me down. Nobody. We don't understand um, because our minds are finite and we we can't see ahead. But God's grace is is, uh, powerful. It's how we got saved. God's grace is always there. It's how we can even be here this morning in church. You're not here because you're spiritual. Uh, we're here because of God's grace, amen? amen? And anything you can do for God is because of his grace. You say, well, I'm a good person. No, you are not. If you th- even think that, um, then you're worse than all of us. <laughs> you're worse than those who know they're not a good person, amen? Uh, there's no one good in here, amen? Uh, only God is good. Um. I'm sorry, my mind, uh, it's just, it's like my life is on pause right now, you know what I mean? And uh, that's just me, and I I do pray for um, Brother Tom and his beautiful family. Uh, I can't even imagine. But I do know that God gives grace. I know God wants us to be in Matthew chapter 4 this morning. I don't know everything, but as the Spirit leads, God's grace always starts with a tragedy and ends as a beautiful story, a story of love. Now, a lot of times the guys, they don't want, like watching those kind of stories. I'll go in the house and the girls, if Kayla or Jesse gets a hold of the TV first, they play those Hallmark stuff. You know. <laughs> I'll go in the house and I say, oh, man. Philip pretends he's not watching it when I come in, but he really was. <laughs> but then I'll sit down and I'll start watching it. I'll start getting, getting into it. And the guys know what I mean, right? <laughs> guys know what I mean. The girl, the girl stuff. And I would rather watch a, a documentary of how dirt is dug up, digged up or whatever. <laughs> so, look, Jesse, they found a rock. She's feeling the same way I'm feeling when I'm watching her stuff and she's, it's amazing, huh, how we are. We're all simple people, and, uh, but 
what great adventures God takes us through. And what great stories he, if you stay with it, if you stay through, you'll be a part of that story. And your story will end as something beautiful. God wants to make of you something beautiful in the end. That's what God's grace, and God's grace is for all, all who will receive it. Here we have in Matthew chapter 4, if you would stand with me when you find it, just to honor God's word. God, I'm standing because I'm holding your word precious to me right now, and I'm looking to it as our hope of the scriptures. The Bible says it's where we find comfort and hope. It's in the scriptures. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Would God do such a thing? Would God bring hurt and tragedy in our lives? Would God allow bad things to happen? When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou sh dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word and the comfort of the scriptures. Thank you for the power of the scriptures. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us all, Lord, in these times. Lord, I pray that you would just look down on us. Thank you for your grace. Lord, you said, as sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Lord, in our lives, we need a, an abundant amount of grace right now. Lord, whether it be for sin, whether it be for trials, whether it be for comfort, help us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here we have, when the Lord was... Attempted by the devil in the wilderness. Now you will hear in the world that uh, different things, they mock and scorn uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and people deny him but yet they try to disprove him. And it's an amazing thing. Why would you disprove, try to disprove something that you don't believe in or something that's far-fetched or but hey, the Lord Jesus Christ is God Almighty and uh, he came and it is improvable, cannot, or disprovable. You can't disprove the facts that God had laid down, amen, for us. Jesus was tempted. 
could Jesus have fallen? No. The Bible says he was only made in the likeness of sinful flesh. He is God in the flesh. He did not have sinful flesh, but he was made in the likeness of it. The Lord Jesus Christ could never sin. He is absolute perfect. Uh, Adam and Eve sinned because we're not perfect. Adam and Eve were born innocent. Therefore, they had the possibility of falling into sin. But God is holy. He cannot be unholy. It's impossible. God is righteous. He cannot be unrighteous. There is no unrighteousness with God, the Bible says. God cannot be unholy. He is holy. It is impossible for the Lord to have sinned, to have fallen, to have strayed, to have submitted to the devil. Uh, but he bore these things right here, these trials, these temptations, not for himself, uh, but for an example for us to follow. Why? Because he knew oftentimes the devil would come our way and try to beat our door down, try to tempt us, so he filled our place for us. There's times where you will fall. I hope not, but there's times where I fall. I hope not, but there is. There's no excuse for it. Grace is there. Mercy is there also, though, when we do fall. Amen? Grace is there to help us not to fall, but mercy is there if we do. But the Lord took this course to be tempted of the devil uh, so that in our case we have footprints to follow. He filled the course that we could never fill. He kept God's commandments that we know we couldn't keep. If we offend God in one point, we're guilty of all. And just the fact that it is already in us, We've never murdered anybody. I know people who have. I've never murdered anybody. But I know there's times where I get angry. That means murder is already in me. Whether I feel it or not, fulfill it or not, it doesn't matter. I am the sinner. I already am the murderer in God's eyes. Why? When he looks down on me, he sees my heart. I might not commit those acts against one another here, but God looks on me as already such. I already am the murderer. I have already broken all the commandments. God looks on the heart. That's why we needed a Savior. There is nobody good, the Bible says. We have all gone out of the way. We have a beautiful Savior, though. We have a Savior who went before us and took our place on the cross, but he also took our place in footprints we could not ever fill. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Would God ever lead you in a trial? Would God ever allow? Was it the Lord's fault that he is going through this right now? Was it something bad he did? Was it something that... Uh, Something, maybe he didn't pray enough, or maybe he didn't know. This was the Lord's will, that he is to be tempted in the wilderness for, someone, for something greater, a greater cause. And here we are all today looking at our Savior because of the footprints that the Spirit of God led him. 
that we could never follow. God always has a plan. We might not see it. We're looking at the trials right now. It's hard. But we never can see the results later on unless we go through it. It takes a lot to go through something. We think sometimes when we act a certain way that we failed going through. No. Sometimes you go through a temptation and you fall into temptation. Does that mean you failed? I don't believe so. We're going to find out right here. Jesus was led of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. If you're saved today, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. He's holy, not you. He didn't say the Holy Christian, no. He said the Holy Spirit. Never take praise for who's inside of you. Amen? Remember who we are. And remember who He is. It's the Holy Spirit of God. For one purpose, and that was to be tempted of the devil. Verse 2, And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights... He was afterward in hunger. Now, our Lord was in preparation spiritually. And it's important, utmost important, to be in church, to be in prayer, to be in your Bibles, to prepare you. It prepares you for the attacks ahead. What kind of strength do you have spiritually? Oh, we often fall spiritually because there's no integrity if you're not walking with God. You might not even know that the Holy Spirit of God led you there if you're not walking in the Spirit. You might not even know uh, why you're being attacked. You might think it's because uh, just as people say, oh, bad luck always happens to me. Listen, there is no such thing as that. This is a greater battle. It's a spiritual battle. When the tempter came to him, that's the devil, he said, if thou be the Son of God. I want to bring attention to this phrase right here, right now. That the devil will get you to doubt who Jesus is. Jesus is King of kings, God Almighty, our memory verse, Isaiah 9, 6 for this month. For unto us, see if I know it, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Wonderful. Jesus is wonderful. He's the counselor. You don't need counsel from all. What I'm going to tell you, if I ever counsel you, I'm going to say, Jesus. Amen. That's all. He's the great physician. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. It's Jesus. 
everlasting father. Jesus is the everlasting father? Yeah. Prince of peace. Peace. We want peace in our lives. He's the prince of peace. He's the counselor. He's the comforter. The Holy Spirit of God was given to us for comfort, to lead us and point us, as Jesus said, and he shall show you, and he shall point you to me. The Holy Spirit inside you points you to the Savior and comforts you when you even speak the name of Jesus. Jesus, a name of love, a name that conquered your course for you, a name that died on the cross for your sins, a name that brings power when the devils are around, a name that shakes heavens, a name that can raise the dead to life, a name that can heal the blind and any disease. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a powerful name. The tempter questioned, if thou be, if thou be, don't ever let the devil take you away from Jesus. Don't ever. The devil will get you to doubt. He will say, Jesus, yeah, he's the counselor, but you need something else. No, you don't need anything else. Jesus, yeah, he's mighty God, but no. Jesus said, I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness' sake. He's the Alpha and Omega. But the devil said, if thou be the Son of God, if thou be, command these stones to be made bread. Look at the Lord's response. He quoted a verse in Deuteronomy chapter 8, and he says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In the Lord's temptation here, his flesh hungered, as ours does. Now, whether it be for bread, uh, the Lord was not intrigued by lusts. No. He didn't have a lust for flesh. Uh, as we know, well, I thought the Lord was able, and he bore all our infirmities, and he understands every point of us. Does the Lord understand what it is to fall into sin then? Does the Lord know what it is like what, to fall into sin? Sure he does. He bore our sin on the cross. And most of all, he bore the shame of it. Yeah. He finds no pleasure in sin, for he sees the destruction and death of it. But he knows exactly what it feels like because he took it all on the cross 
And he bore all the shame and sin and death all at one time for every person ever born, past, present, and future. Sure, our Lord knows what it is like to fall into sin. We may find a pleasure in it, but Christ never does. He's perfect. And he took upon us the death. And when you fall into sin and you're full of shame, and he forgives you, the righteous God of all the earth, where does that shame go? How can your conscience be made clean and clear? Oh, because he took that as well. He knows what it's like. That's why we are able to stand before him and say, Lord, I'm here with my conscience being clean. His blood washed it away. How does it wash it away? He bore it on the cross. How is my guilt gone? Because neither does he, doth he condemn me. And he says, go and sin no more, as he told the woman caught in adultery. What a great Savior we have. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God hath given us here the format that we need his word in our lives. The word of God is a sword to combat any attack. And we need to be in the word of God. If you want to be equipped for trials, if you want to be equipped uh, for temptations, you must, you need to be in the scriptures. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse 5 says, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, way up high where the gargoyles will sit. There probably was none on there. But way up on the pinnacles, really high with the bell tower. and I don't know what they had on there. Um, I don't think anything, just a real high pinnacle on the temple. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. Now here the devil combats the Lord with Scripture. The Lord uses Scripture against the devil, and now the devil comes back at the Lord with Scripture. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? But look at the direction he tries to take them. He shall give his, this is in Psalms 91, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. The, God had created the angels as ministers and servants of God. Now, Satan had fallen. That's why hell was created for the devil and his angels that fallen from heaven. They became devils, demons, and they are truly around us. May they not ever come in here. May they never be in your home. May they never be uh, influencing. Well, they will always be attacking and always be influencing. But that's why we need God's word. 
But verse 7 says, Jesus said unto him, it is written again. He said, devil, let me tell you something. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Get away from me. Anything that has to do with the devil, anything that is going to lead me away from Christ, I don't want it. Let's look at verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Tried to take our eyes off the glory of God and put it on the glory of the world. And saith unto them, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now, how can we worship the devil? It's very simple. By not worshiping God. It's either one or the other. If, you don't, if your life doesn't worship God, then by default, you worship the devil. It's one or the other. The devil was showing Christ the glory of this world, trying to take the eyes away. Isn't that something? Often is what, that's what we go through, whether it be the flesh whether it be the pride of life, taking up, I'm up real high, whether it be uh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Three main temptations. The devil said, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. He said, if you stop, Christian, if you stop serving Christ, I will give you a lot. If you stop going to church and you take a better job, I'll give you much more. If you stop uh, telling people about me and just go on with your life and just be quiet and mind your own business, I'll, I'll raise you up. If you stop bringing honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ, I will give you all these things. Isn't that something what the devil does? To get our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ if thou be the Son of God, Christian, if you're giving your life to Christ, he's not going to do anything for you. He can't comfort you. That sin that you're struggling with, listen, it's okay. He used the scriptures, even tried to throw the scriptures in there. Oh, hey, that extra drink or that drink, the alcohol, you know, the Bible mentions alcohol. It's okay to drink. It's okay to waste your life. Oh, uh, all that, all those lusts over there. Yeah, he's got a verse for that too to get you to think that God approves of of it. The devil's sneaky. He'll even use scripture to pull you away from Christ. But let me say this: anything that pulls us away from Christ is when we fall. If we stop worshiping Christ, that's when the devil has us. You say, what about when I fall into sin? 
Christ forgives. There's times I fall, but I know not to give up. And I worship God in forgiveness, his forgiveness. There's times I fail, and I can't blame myself. We got no time to be blaming. Got to get up and rest in the almighty God and fall on his hands. Say, Lord, it's me. It's me who am weak. It's me. And I come broken. I come with a contrite heart. Broken. Lord, fill me. Take me. Encourage me. Empower me. Lift me up. I come, O oh God. We fall away from God when we stop worshiping God. Let your life be a life of worship for the Lord in every trial. We'll never understand sometimes why we go through, but later on we will. If you continue to worship God, Brother Tom and Katie, they're here worshiping God. Worshiping God with sorrow of heart for sure. Worshiping God. There's people in this room today that have fallen in sin. You say, oh, they, will not, oh, they ought not be here. They're worshiping God. Right. And God, forgive me. And at the altar, beating his chest. And the Pharisee on the one side said, I'm so glad. I can, can you imagine the Pharisee's voice? They probably, I'm so glad I'm not like that man. You know the story? The one man said, Oh God, be merciful to me. Be merciful. And the other Pharisee, he, or the Pharisee, he was on the other side, and, and uh, he was saying, Lord, I'm, I thank you I'm not like this man. I thank you that I fast, and I thank you I go to church, and I thank you I do this, and I, 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 I. While the man who fall, fell into sin, all he could say, he could, couldn't even lift up his eyes, the Bible says. It says, oh God, oh God, Oh God, oh God. Worship points to God. Anything that points to ourself is where you fall. Our lives are in His hands. God looked down at Josh and said, Man, This earth is too good for him, or too bad for him. Josh is too good for this earth. I'm going to take him home. And he did. What a beautiful Savior we have. Beautiful Savior. And where, whatever we go through, and no matter what temptation or trial we struggle with, keep pointing to God. And don't let worship stop. Make your life a life of worship to God. In the end, the devil said, just stop the worship then. Stop the worship. If you stop worshiping God, then by default, your life becomes a life of worship for, for the devil. How do you... Stop worshiping God. 
How do you start worshiping the devil? You stop worshiping God. Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Verse 11, then the devil leaveth him. When we understand, not me, but you, O Lord, then the devil leaves. When we understand, my trial, this is not about me. God, let your will be done. Not my will, but thine, O Lord. Then the burden gets lifted. Not my will, Lord, but thine. May everything, oh God, oh God, oh God, take ourself away and put God in there. Worship God. The devil left, and the Bible says, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. The true verse that the devil quoted to Christ had nothing to do with what the devil was saying. But the verse was then realized later on when the, whole, when the true angels of God came and ministered, protected, comforted. Sometimes we don't understand things as we go through. But keep a life of worship. Keep God in forefront. And I promise you, oh God, oh God, oh God, let your will be done. And in the end, God will always come through. God's grace always begins with tragedy. Always. But as time goes on, it ends as a beautiful story and picture of God's love for each and every one of us. May you always find the true ending of every trial, of every struggle, of every temptation as you continue to worship God through that time. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for being there for us. Thank you for the scriptures. I pray, Lord, that um, you'll send your angels now to minister and comfort Surround us by them. Thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who walked the footprints in the sand that we could never walk. He carried us. I pray, Lord, that you'll see us through now. We love you. Lord, we worship you. We stand here, Lord. We're not holy. We're not clean. But we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. And you justified us, making us clean. You forgave us for all of our sin. The only thing we claim is Jesus. And by his blood, we stand here redeemed. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. We need to pray. Come down to the altar. Ask for comfort and strength and grace. Pray for your brother in Christ. Pray for their family.
worship God. Worship God in His holiness. Worship God in His strength. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on earth I'm waiting, do not pass me by. Would I seek thy face? Kneeling there in deep contrition. Save me. Save me by thy grace. Savior. Savior. Hear my humble While on others thou art calling, do not, do not pass me by. broken spirit save me by thy grace Brother Tom, as a church, we're here for you, Katie. And uh, remember Wednesday, try to be here Wednesday. We have a special service Wednesday evening at 7. If you can make it here uh, for, the, for the family. And uh, the funeral is yet to be announced. Most likely it's going to be on Saturday, but the exact time and date will still be announced after this, so, um, this week. Uh, remember, if you are part of the Christmas play, the kids, uh, if you're at a family, please stay so the kids can practice for a little bit and so forth. Remember, the music practices Tuesday and Thursday. The teens had a great time going out um, on Friday night. They had um, a great time of fellowship, amen, going to the light, the Christmas light um, drive through. <laughs> it is a big drive through Amen. Amen. Sorry, I'm a little speechless and all. Praise God. Amen. Love you guys. And uh, thank God for great, great church family. Amen. Let's have a great week.
Um, keep each other in prayer. And remember, when you go through a little trial, a big trial, there's always something else behind it. Spiritual. The devil comes to attack you. It's not about you. Don't make it about you. Keep a life of worship. Make it about God. God, I'm going through this temptation, this trial. I praise your name. Put him, get God in the picture. Worship God. Use the word of God. And the devil will depart from you, the Bible says. And God's angels will comfort you and minister to you. Amen. Father in heaven, Lord, I pray, Lord, as we uh, close the service, thank you, Lord, for uh, Sunday morning, the first day of the week. Uh, new week, uh, new grace, new hope, new mercy. Lord, I pray that you would just be with us um, in these times. Thank you for uh, just good fellowship of the brethren um, in this church. And thank you for the love that's here. Thank you for you being here. I pray, Lord, you'll just be with us. We love you and praise your name. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.